and welcome to a milestone. This is the 50th edition of yeah. Between the Lines. Maybe we should give something away. <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, let's not. All right, we're going to get into Genesis chapter 8. Oh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't say I'm Scott. I'm Junior, yeah. and you're listening to Between the Lines. Yeah, I said that part, but I, I didn't introduce ourselves. Yep. So you're Junior, and I'm Scott. Yep. All right. And, and we're in Genesis 8. So Genesis, Genesis chapter eight. 8, we're in the middle of the flood. Yep. And uh, I think uh, you, you're starting, right? I'm starting. It says, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him on the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground water stopped flowing and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat began to rest in the mountains of Ararat. Now it's interesting, Ararat is protected. You can't get there today really, but they believe that they have found it. They might've found something that resembles like a very, very, very old. Yeah, there's some speculation yeah. on it, but there's some pretty good indication that something indeed that it may very well be. Yeah. It could be nothing, but it fits the, mm -hmm. it fits the, at least the, the length and all of that. Verse five, two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. Uh, now picture this, all of this happening because I... I don't know if you remember this. Uh, when you were in between houses, you had sold your house and you were in the process of looking and buying. And yeah. you guys had, had stayed with us for about six months yep. in our home. And you remember, yeah. this it was, was 2020. COVID. This was during yeah. COVID. Do you remember we had this major flood yeah. out in our front yard and the water just started streaming into our basement? Yeah. And you had all of your belongings down there. Yeah. And I just, it was like the worst flooding I'd ever seen because our whole front yard was underwater. And yeah. So it was it was just gushing in the basement window. We couldn't keep it from coming from yeah. coming in. Yep. But I remember that horrible flood and all the cleanup afterwards and pumping the water out. I had a yep. pump and going and all this stuff. And I remember the next day when the sun came out. Mm -hmm. It was like, wow, what a what a, what a radical difference. change. Yeah. And so you think about Noah and his family, and they're in yeah. this ark, and they've been in there for up seven and a there. half months at this point. Yes. Yeah. And now, now the sun is out, which we're not sure that they had seen the sun right. before. If there indeed had been this canopy of water surrounding it would the have earth. seen the, uh, the sun, but not clear. Not clearly, not right. the blue sky and sun the way yeah. we experience it today. And, and everything seems to be different now mm -hmm. as the wind is calmed down yeah. and the water's receding. Yeah. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window and he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters and the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could, not, could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat. And Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, 10 and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Wow. And then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground 
so that they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. That would have been so much fun to just watch. Yeah. To watch open the door open, all of a sudden birds just go flocking <laughs> out and animals running out of there. Yeah. It would have been cool. And I would imagine they, they let the, uh, the, the prey out before the predators so that the predators <laughs> wouldn't just be yeah, sitting right. there waiting for the That's prey right. to come out. <laughs> now verse 18, so Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boat, and all of the large and small animals and the birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. I mean, that's the first thing he does yeah. is rather than talking about, whoa, this is, this is awful, everything has changed, our whole lives, all the upheaval instead, it's thanking God for preserving him and keeping him alive. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race. Even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood, I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. I'm not saying that this is anything against global warming. I don't want to get uh, too political <laughs> here. But that is something that we as believers can take refuge in is that God is in control. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we can mess things up. But he says there will be planting and harvest. Yeah, there's going to be famines, but there's going to be planting and harvest. There's going to be cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Yeah, and the God's greatest, in control. The greatest way for us to mess things up is with our sinfulness, yeah. our, the evil actions and our hearts. That's, that's really where we mess things up. That's right. Well, Proverbs chapter 10 is the corresponding chapter for this Friday, and we're going to highlight verse 2. It says, tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. Hmm. Yet there's some people that they gain tainted wealth, ill-gotten yeah. gain. Yeah. They, they gain it by doing some unscrupulous things. Yeah. Sometimes even passing it on to future generations. Yeah. But you can look. There's so many examples of this. I mean, so many. You should read the, the book about the Vanderbilt that tells the Vanderbilt story of the three generations and what happened to the wealth of the Vanderbilts. And It's not just the, the wealth that goes away. It's the mess of the lives of the people involved. Yeah. Because when you Often lose... fun sin. No. I mean, the, the values that it takes for ill-gotten gain, yeah. it then leads to your relationships as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do things right. That's right. Right living can save your life. So live right today. Have a good weekend. Make sure you're in church, but also make sure you're reading these, these chapters and we're going to be picking it up in Genesis on Monday morning. God bless. God bless.